for tuning in to the Open Door Ministry Breadcrumbs Podcast with me, your host, Barbara Smith. We are here to share our blog articles with you in an audio format. We know that people are very busy and constantly on the go, but we all still need daily inspiration in our lives. It is our goal to share a few thought-provoking morsels that will challenge you to stay actively engaged in the Word of God. His Word is the bread of life. The Reach of a Gold Setter by Mac Carpenter. Robert Browning, an English poet and playwright, penned these words in 1855. Ah, but a man's reach should exceed his grasp, or what's a heaven for? What are you reaching for? If you have no goals, you have no reach. Candidly, not enough is said or written about goal setting. Plan A has always got to be set the goal. There is no doubt if you have no goals, there would be no growth, movement, or direction in your life. God wants you to have a bullseye type goal. He wants you to be specific in goal setting and in your request to him. So the mark is clear and it can be strived for with precision. We must get out of the gray areas, stop being fuzzy, unclear, and double-minded, and focus on something that is defined and absolute in our lives and in the kingdom of God. If we do not, we will be labeled what the Bible calls a wandering star. Jude one thirteen states, raging waves of the seas, foaming out their own shame, wandering stars, to whom is reserved the blackness of darkness forever. Just to clarify, this is not a compliment. James 1 verse 8 says it this way, A double-minded man is unstable in all his ways. Let me tell you a little story about a hero and his goals. A curly-headed young man, 18 years of age, from Port Coquitlam, British Columbia, received horrendous news one day. Sir, you have cancer. You have a 50% chance of living. Ultimately, Terry's leg would be amputated, and he did pass away. However, this is not the end of the story. Against all odds or logic, he had set a goal. From his hospital bed, he determined to run across the nation of Canada, 3,000 miles, with his one remaining leg, along with an artificial leg, to raise money for cancer research. He collapsed outside the city of Thunder Bay, about two-thirds through his journey. However, that was two decades after his initial diagnosis and treatment. $200 million has been raised worldwide for cancer research, and over 1 million participants run annually at 5,000 sites in 55 countries around the world to continue raising more. The Terry Fox Run has increased not only the odds of surviving many types of cancer, but the quality of life one with cancer can still enjoy. He has become a true Canadian hero. Through determination and a specific goal, he has become a lifesaver which reaches around the world. That is a powerful testimony of a goal setter. 
One might wonder how to set goals to indeed extend your reach in life as Terry Fox did. Firstly, a goal-setting life boils down to planned living. A man without a goal is like a ship without a rudder, and they will both drift aimlessly. Each will end up on the beaches of despair, defeat, and despondency, all the while wondering how they got there. Paul states in Philippians 3.14, I press toward the mark of the prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. He is intentional about gaining the prize. In 1 Timothy 6.12 and 19, Paul admonishes Timothy, Fight the good fight of faith. Lay hold on eternal life, whereunto thou art also called, and hast professed a good profession before many witnesses, laying up in store for themselves a good foundation against the time to come, that they may lay hold on eternal life. There must be intention, a goal followed by planning, and ultimately the execution thereof in order to attain what we want in life. Living willy-nilly, haphazardly, or flying by the seat of the pants never achieve anything. Jean-Henri Fabre, a French naturalist, etymologist, teacher, chemist, physicist, and botanist, thought that others' teaching and writing were very boring. He states, my passion is for scientific truth. Others again have reproached me with my style, which has not the solemnity, nay, better, the dryness of the schools. They fear lest a page that is read without fatigue should not always be the expression of the truth. Were I to take their word for it, we are profound only on condition of being obscure. He was hands-on with his research and had fun with it. He conducted an experiment with precisionary caterpillars who are known to blindly follow one another. He put them in line around a flower pot, one touching the other, with pine needles inside the flower pot. For seven days and seven nights they followed each other around until they died of starvation, hunger, and frustration, though food was so close having no plan can literally physically emotionally mentally and spiritually contribute to our demise a goal is the end to which a plan takes you if you have none you will be a wanderer most people don't do much with their lives because they don't have a plan in turn churches won't grow either without a plan a goal and a plan go hand in hand and are worthless without each other it has been said the trouble with planning nothing is you don't know when you're through oh my this makes me chuckle but such a true statement allow me to give you an illustration statistically fifty percent of all doctors choose to be doctors before the age of twelve twelve years old with a plan equals medical doctor we are not sure where the other 12-year-olds are who did not have a plan, hopefully they are some lawyers or nurses or electricians, you name it. But we do know the ones without a plan are the ones who have not left their couches in quite a while. As wonderful as sitting on the couch may sound to those of you who are tired and weary, there is no fulfillment in it, and it leads to mediocrity and poverty. Secondly, when goal setting, you must begin focusing on your objectives. What are you aiming for and what are you hoping to achieve? As Paul said, he had the prize of the high calling in his line of vision. 
For Elisha, it was a double portion, as we see in Second Kings 2, verse 9. And it came to pass, when they were gone over, that Elijah said unto Elisha, Ask what I shall do for thee, before I be taken away from thee. And Elisha said, I pray thee, let a double portion of thy spirit be upon me. For blind Bartimaeus, it was his sight, Mark 10.51 tells us, And Jesus answered and said unto him, What wilt thou have that I should do unto thee? And the blind man said unto him, Lord, that I might receive my sight. For Jacob it was a blessing. In Genesis 32.24, he had an encounter with the Lord. And Jacob was left alone, and there wrestled with the man until the breaking of day. And when he saw that he prevailed not against him, he touched the hollow of his thigh. And the hollow of Jacob's thigh was out of joint as he wrestled with him. And he said, Let me go, for the day breaketh. And he said, I will not let thee go, except thou bless me. For Caleb it was the mountain. Joshua fourteen twelve through 14 gives us the account of Caleb. Now therefore give me this mountain, whereof the Lord spoke in that day. For thou heard in that day how the Anakims were there, and that the cities were great and fenced. If so be the Lord will be with thee, then I shall be able to drive them out, as the Lord said. And Joshua blessed him, and gave unto Caleb Hebron for an inheritance. Hebron therefore became the inheritance of Caleb, the son of Jephunneh, the Kenizzite, unto this day because that he wholly followed the Lord God of Israel. We see in these examples that they were very specific in what they wanted and in their request to God for it. Goals we may have could be that our homes would be a haven of peace, as spoken of in Second Thessalonians 3.16. Now the Lord of peace himself give you peace always, by all means, the Lord be with you all. It could be that our tongues would be harnessed by the power of the Holy Ghost, as seen in James 3, 2, which says, For in many things we offend all, if any man offend not in word, the same as a perfect man and able to bridle the whole body. It might be that our lives would be filled with praise in our homes, workplace, while traveling in our cars, etc., as we read in Ephesians 5, 20 giving thanks always for all things unto God, even the Father in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. It might be that we would want to get rid of chaos and bring order and schedules at our jobs, as told in 1 Timothy 5, 8, because we know we must work. It says, But if any provide not for his own, and especially for those of his own house, he hath denied the faith, and is worse than an infidel. It may be that we want to begin to be more disciplined in our finances, creating a budget and plan of spending, so as to be able to afford the things we need in life, and not wonder how anyone else is prospering, and we are not, as we see in Luke 12:15. And Jesus said unto them, Take heed, and beware of covetousness, for a man's life consists not in the abundance of the things which he possesses. These mentioned are things that could fit all of us in general. However, think of these and add to this list the specific goals that you might have personally. These are just the tip of the iceberg of what you can achieve as a goal-setter. If you could talk to someone who has scaled Mount Everest and ask them how they got there, what do you think they might say? I was just out walking along, whistling a tune, minding my own business, and found myself on top of one of the highest mountains in the world. No, more probably, their answer would sound more like, I had this dream, 
and this goal from an early age i began to think and plan on how i could achieve it it took a long while but i was finally able to execute it thirdly goal setting should involve writing your goals down statistically only three percent of north americans commit their goals to paper when you do you show there is a commitment and a definite intention to achieve something how can you hit that which you cannot see to illustrate this point let us look at howard hill probably one of the greatest archers of our time so accurate was he that he could hit the target's bull's-eye and then literally split the first arrow with the second how many bull's-eyes could howard hill hit if you blindfolded him it stands to reason that the second is a resounding none because he would not be able to see the target even if he gave it his best effort the target also has the potential to be moved without him knowing it if he is blindfolded therefore he would not be able to readjust his sights and hit the mark writing your goals down allow them to be set in stone so to speak rather than just a passing wish or thought this does not mean your target will not move but it allows focus and clarity in order to plan and prioritize your life moving forward so that the goal can be reached yes the target always has the potential to be moved because of life's unpredictability however if you have the goal written down then the only thing that you need to change would be the plan of how to get there and not the goal itself of where you are going realistically speaking roadblocks can be put in our way but your mount everest is still there you can just take a different path to get there fourthly a goal setter must throw away the no risk approach peter shows us how this is done when he put one foot then another over the side of the boat left the rest of his comrades behind and began to walk on the water you may ask but what if i don't hit my goals this is a no risk approach it's a deadly and dangerous approach if you are going to maximize your life for god yes there will be difficulties in setting lofty goals however it is far more rewarding than to not set goals and accomplish nothing man was created with a purpose and all of us are here for a reason we must find our purpose and aim for it shoot at it and plan to hit the bull's-eye is a ship safer in the harbor is a plane safer on the ground is a house more durable when empty though at first glance these may seem true however these are false a ship on the dock will collect barnacles and become unseaworthy a plane on the ground will rust and become eventually useless and a house that is empty will deteriorate much faster when it is empty than when it is in use each must be used for the purpose for which they were made fifthly in goal setting you must harness your power paul states in first corinthians nine twenty six i therefore so run not as uncertainly so fight i not as one that beats the ear over the hundred and eighty foot drop at niagara falls over the years flowed literally trillions of tons of water uncontrolled unchecked and unharnessed until one day a goal and a plan unfolded the water was harnessed and the power used to create something that could be used to our advantage 
with the first effort being in 1750 by Daniel Jean Care to the massive generating station in 1905, billions of kilowatt hours of electricity were harvested. City lights were powered, the wheels of industry began to turn, and assembly lines began to produce products, all because of the controlling and harnessing of the water. This is exactly what God wants us to do with our lives. Find the resources you have to offer, harness your power, and begin to bless your generation. Lastly, goal setting should affect all areas of our lives, spiritual, physical, mental, emotional, and even financial. Our relationships, jobs, hobbies, and families, etc. should reap benefits from our goal setting. Set goals in each of these categories so that your whole world can be affected and effective. Remember the trouble with doing nothing is that you don't know when you're through. As you set goals in each of these areas, here are some hints and tips to help you get started on your journey. Divide your goals into smaller sections. Prioritize each piece of the puzzle. Keep the written list of goals where you can see them often and write down things you have done toward accomplishing the goals each step of the way. Make a list of what you are willing to give up to attain your goals. Give yourself room and space to make a few learning mistakes along the way. There is often a learning curve. Sidney Howard, an American playwright who won the Pulitzer Prize in 1925 for drama and a posthumous Academy Award in 1940 for his renowned screenplay, Gone with the Wind, once said, Half of knowing what you want is knowing what you have to give up to get it. As Christians, we must keep in mind these decisions are best accomplished when accompanied with prayer. 2 Kings 13 verses 13 through 25 tells the story of a king. And Joash the king of Israel came down unto Elisha and wept over his face and said, O my father, my father, the chariots of Israel, and the horsemen thereof. And Elisha said unto him, Take bow and arrows. And he took unto him bow and arrows. And he said to the king of Israel, Put thine hand upon the bow. And he put his hand upon it, and Elisha put his hands upon the king's hands. And he said, Open the windows eastward. And he opened it. Then Elisha said, Shoot! And he shot. And he said, The arrow of the Lord's deliverance, and the arrow of deliverance from Syria. For thou shalt smite the Syrians in Aphek, till thou hast consumed them. And he said, Take the arrows. And he took them. And he said unto the king of Israel, Smite upon the ground. And he smote thrice and stayed. And the man of God was wrath with him, and said, Thou shouldest have smitten five or six times, then hadst thou smitten Syria, till thou hadst consumed it, whereas now thou shalt smite Syria but thrice. Three times did Joash beat him, and recovered the cities of Israel. The king had sold himself short because of fear and lack of vision. In conclusion, being deeply moved by the Terry Fox story, let me close this lesson on goal setting by quoting from the young man himself. He was cut off before finishing his run, but certainly reached his desired goal step by step. These are his own words. I loved it. People thought I was going through hell, and maybe I was, partly, but still I was doing what I wanted. There was not another thing in the world I would have rather been doing. There you have it. If you shoot for nothing, 
that is exactly what you will get therefore i challenge each of you to decide what you want set a goal make a plan and extend your reach in life more than you ever have before in so doing you will not be a wandering star or a double-minded man tossed to and fro but you will have direction and purpose you may not make it all the way and you may die trying but like terry fox you will be doing exactly what you want to be doing proverbs twenty nine eighteen tells us where there is no vision the people perish but he that keeps the law happy is he romans twelve two tells us and be not conformed to this world but be transformed by the renewing of your mind that ye may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of god today is the day to decide what it is that you really want set your goals extend your reach be happy and find that perfect will of god for your life it's a new day always oh, a new time and a new way thanks for joining us today we trust you have been nourished and blessed always remember the lord is faithful and his mercies are new every morning until next time god bless